go. Right, hello and welcome to another pod. Um, today it's me, Ed One, and I'll, I'll be present, presenting it today as Ed Treble Six is unable to make it as he's busy feeding his crack addiction. And no, I'm not talking about drugs. <laughs> Deeps, wash your, mind, wash your mind out even with soap and water. It's not what you're thinking either. Obviously, I meant he's taking a trip to the Grand Canyon, the only canyon bigger than my ex's mouth. Sadly, without the old devil, we have to make do with Billy, who remembers the day he started digging the Grand Canyon like it was yesterday, and Deeps, who thought he was, who thought he was taking part in an online edition of Blind Date and fancied his chances to beat against myself and Billy. He was hoping that this would be the first Valentine's Day that he got a card from someone other than his mother. How are you both? I'm good, thanks, Tres. So you got any plans? Fine, there, you got any plans to take your missus out for Valentine's Day, Bill? You know, anywhere nice. There's no way to go. It's great, isn't it? Save your fortune this year. You can't. You can't do anything. It's such a shame. No. You could. Don't know my girlfriend's gonna say. <laughs> But at least you could just tell the missus, I'd boot you, you know, I'd boot you this restaurant, the best you'd ever <laughs> see, but sadly. What about just you, blame China. What are your really plans for Blame it? China. You going to China? No, no. I'm no. telling you, this dinner is China's fault. Yeah, this China's fault, yeah. <laughs> well... That ruined the gag, gag then. Now remind me not to actually, if you are on an edition of Blind Date, I think I'd fancy your chances of beating you. I tell you what, if that's your comedic value you bring to the programme. Oh my God. That's great. Started off with a bit of controversy, eh, hey, mate? Well done. Thanks yeah, absolutely. Oh Christ! We'll have the Chinese blocking his block, having his band in the country now. The site will be shut down and everything. Oh God! See, I told you who's who's just signed in and wants an invite. Yeah, of course. What did I say? I said he'd sign in and want an invite. As soon as we guess who's just turned out live from the Grand Canyon. Farmer Giles. Yeah, exactly. He would be, and he wants a bloody invite, and I can't. <laughs> One of these days, he'll just figure out how to come in, won't he? Yeah. Even Billy has figured it. Even Billy has figured how to come in without an invite. I know, and he's, yeah, but you've got to remember, he's more intelligent than Abid. Bless him. It's a good job we weren't talking about you, mate. Oh, yes, we what were. What you bitches doing? We were talking about you. We've already started. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was just Crying telling everyone you how you're live from the I'm Grand Canyon. I'm just here so you don't butcher the podcast for a minute. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm we just know moderating you... for two minutes so you don't mess it all up. How's your crack addiction going? <laughs> <laughs> How's your cock addiction going? <laughs> hey, that's just chickens, mate, not cocks. I'm here so you don't I'm only here so Billy and Deeps don't destroy Klopp and Liverpool so crack on guys Alright No I've already told them we're not discussing anything Liverpool related <laughs> this week it's bad <laughs> True <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad man on my own heart <laughs> How you doing guys 
<laughs> well, I'm good, thanks, Abbott. Yourself? Good to hear it, Billy. Yeah, very good, thanks. Deeps, how are you? I'm fine, mate. Good, man. Your voice has got higher over the weeks. What's going on? Sex change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's breaking at last. Is it breaking at last, Deeps? <laughs> are your balls dropping? <laughs> No, he's a fun age, deep. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be discovering all sorts soon. Oh, we don't need to go there, mate. There, there might be children listening. All right, okay, mate. I doubt it because there'll be no bugger listening. But you never know. <laughs> but how are you at, guys? We were just about to, we were just starting, that was it. We'd just done the intro when you came on. I was like, oh, I said, oh, said just before we started. No, it's fine. We, I said just before we started, you know who's going to sign in the minute we get going. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, oh, we, right. were, out, we were just talking about what we're doing for Valentine's Day. Deeps was looking for someone to uh, take out on Valentine's Day. and you, I was thinking your missus won't be doing anything, will she? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be watching me watch her football, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Deeps. There's, oh, your, yeah. there's your date sorted there. <laughs> Deeps, come round. Three is in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you are around. <laughs> Deeps, don't be shy. <clears throat> Sharing is caring. Will you do... <laughs> What was I going to say? So, what are you on to Valentine's presents? Yeah, what are you getting your dad, Abbott? We're going up to my mother-in-law's, mate. That's present enough. Oh, oh right, it is, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, punishment. what about you, Billy? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm thinking of staying in this month. Oh, she's going to get her annual three seconds of loving, is she? <laughs> is she out? No. <laughs> No, I, 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 that, that was foreplay included and a cigarette, Billy. Case, <laughs> no, it takes him an hour and a half to put out the cigarette. We've just been through that. What, what, it takes him an hour and a half to put up what? Put out a cigarette. We were oh, waiting for him to start. And we're like, what the hell's going on? And he comes back, he says, I was just putting out a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> we thought he was trashing what? the place. <laughs> Well, we, well, we know Tristan. What we know what Tristan's Valentine's Day is looking like. Like most of his other days. Like every other Valentine's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every other day of the week, yeah. Are we gonna, uh, so, what football talk are we talking? Right, well, we were just about to start with the... Well, we thought we'd start with the FA Cup, the game last night. Didn't watch it. Go on. And what a game record. it was. Was it game of the century or what? The mighty Everton against Spurs. Wonderful Spurs side, by the way. Very attractive football. Nobody said that, mate. But on the night, he was second best. Because Tom Davis ran the show yesterday for Everton. Yeah, that's what he's going to get for get from the Valentine's Day. A big, big size portion of Tom Davis. Hey, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Could get that on no, the they're very good. They were very good, Everton, yesterday. And uh, it was a really good game. 5-4, end-to-end stuff. Real great entertainment. 
Imagine what it would have been like if there was a big crowd in there. It would have been fantastic. But it was still one of the best games we've seen this season, I think, entertainment-wise. Yeah, but Bill, to be fair, you it was you against Spurs. You wouldn't have got a big crowd, even if they'd been in, you know, even if everyone was allowed in. You're joking, aren't you? Oh, Merseyside would have been there. Oh, Merseyside, my ass. You can only fit, you can only fit ten thousand and can actually watch. The rest of them have to hide behind pillars in Woodison. <laughs> we'll be winning at our new ground <laughs> if it ever appears. We all know how you it's got that. Here. We all know how you got that. Keep back in the mayor. Uh, he's got, is he in jail, yeah? Is he in jail for that one, yeah? All conjecture until it's proven in court next week. Yeah, it's all conjecture until somebody gets 35 years to life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It's all conjecture. It is conjecture. No, deny, 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 Billy. If he gets proven guilty, good luck. You mean oh, when? Nothing <laughs> Anyway, we are digressing. What about the team yesterday? Did we all watch the game? Well, I didn't, Billy, no. I've already told you, I tried to watch it. I went to bed to watch it because I was knackered last night. And I sat down and every time I woke up, there was another four goals had gone in. I was getting really annoyed with myself. You couldn't stay You missed a feast. You missed an absolute treat for the eyes. Well, what I saw was good. Yeah, it was a really good cup tie, to be fair. And the Spurs played their part as well. But I said it the other week about Hugo Lloris. He's a poor keeper. He really is a poor keeper. Well, you've got to be to let him five goals against Everton, to be fair. Yeah, well, I'd say three of them were his fault. Really? I really would. Wow. Yeah, three of them were definitely his fault. He's playing like Allison at the moment. Yeah, (laughs) no, not that bad, but (laughs) pretty bad. (laughs) Why do we have him on here? Remind me again, why do we have him on here, Abid? Whose idea was it to bring him in? (laughs) <laughs> That's trouble. Alison, Alison, Alison. Did he just compare Alison to Laurie? I know. Yeah. Laurie's winning. One, one thing the World Cup. How did you not choke on that? How did you not choke on them <laughs> words? Of all the people, though, to have a go at dodgy keepers, it's the Everton <laughs> editor. I mean, come on, you've got two yeah. of the dodgiest keepers in the world right now. You're only as good as your last game, that's what they say. Yeah. True, um, and you only let him four goals. Yeah, so yeah. it can't be that yeah. bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seven <laughs> life's weeks, good. Seven wins in a week. Seven wins <laughs> in a week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Three today against... With the entertainers? With the absolute entertainers of world football? Uh, you should have cued the entertainers music now, Billy. Yeah, where's, where's, the, where's the music board? Come on, who's got the music? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like the budget extends to a music board. <laughs> <laughs> You're I lucky s- Discord is free, mate. Yeah, I saw one of those boards on offer the other day and I thought, oh, you know, I saw it was on sale, like, and I thought, oh, I might pick that up if it's cheap enough. Then I saw the price of it. Thought, no. It's not cheap enough. It's, it's still meant What you thought? Oh, that would make a good Valentine's present one day if I get a girlfriend. I'll get that. No, I've never ever thought that. I, I, that'll never happen, mate. 
Um, uh, what about the other uh, games? Did anyone watch any of the other games? Uh, Leicester was an awful game against Brighton. Uh, they snuck through with a goal in the last minute. Yeah, literally the last minute. Sorry, Bill, to interject. In all seriousness, did the FA Cup lose its luster for you guys pre-pandemic? I mean, in the two, three, four, five years ago, I mean. but Or has it lost even more luster during the pandemic? Because the FA Cup games just didn't interest me at all. I mean, I know the FA Cup hasn't been my cup of tea for a while now, but especially during a pandemic, they've just lost all kind of... It's the lack Excitement. of crowd. That's what makes the FA Cup such a big thing is the you know the crowd, the atmosphere. And without it, it's just it's awful. I'd agree with that, Trish. But to be fair, what I've been said is right. Hmm. It's been going downhill for a long time now, the FA Cup. Why, Billy? Why? Why has it been going downhill? Because I can't... Because it's everything's based it. around European now. <laughs> everything's qualifying no, for no, European. Don't get it right, because we haven't won it. It's crap. Let's, let's just yeah. get this. Let's just get this sorted. We haven't won it. anything. We haven't won is not worth winning. That's that's how I. <laughs> it, I mean, growing up, growing up, I remember FA Cup day final day was one of the and and sem, and FA yeah. Cup final day was one of the biggest days of the sporting year. It was I remember watching it on ITV and watching or BBC and watching the camera. You know, when you go with the team and the team coach yeah. and everything, it was a proper yeah. build up. Yeah, you get up all in the morning and you turn on the TV and that was all you'd yeah. do all day. Watch the Yeah, exactly. But there was no TV when Abid was going to the games. <laughs> we're, we're talking <laughs> about... Like, like, it was You're going to say there wasn't a TV in Kathmandu, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was all the building, wasn't it, from Wembley Way and uh, following the coaches out of the hotels and speaking with the crowd and all. And it was a full day, whereas now it's certainly been in the background for a a number of years now. But it's still an important trophy. Well, what about in the pool, Deeps? Was it the same big build-up and that there? Or was it like, you know... Because I know it's like the biggest um, domestic cup competition in the world, isn't it? It's the one that's most shown yeah, in the world. Yeah. So what was it like there in Nepal when you were growing up? Was it like a big thing when the FA Cup final was on? When I was growing up would be, let's say, like last 10, week, 15 sorry. years ago. <laughs> like Abit um, like said, I don't think it's just a recent thing of two, three years. Mostly... After I would say 2005-6, when big billionaires started coming into the game, I think the Champions League became more and more important, and I think that is one of the reasons. And I think the other reason is also because of uh, having more games in the Wembley Stadium. Like you don't have to reach the finals to keep playing at Wembley. I think that is also one of the reasons why. Yeah, definitely. Honest, uh, it's it's a day out for the uh, the supporters. The trip down to Wembley and all that involves on the train or on the coach or drive just drive down there and making the day of it, making the weekend of it. Whereas now uh, clubs don't take it that seriously. You find a lot of them putting scratch sides out in the FA Cup because yeah. it's not that yeah. important, and it's a bit of a shame because it is the oldest and the best. Cup competition in the world, I'd say. 
Yeah, you're right. But Deeps, did you, when you were growing up in Nepal, um, just uh, piggybacking on what um, uh, Tristan said, did you feel the significance of the FA Cup or was it just the, the Premiership and Champions League that was notable in Nepal? Actually, it was the World Cup, if I... Okay, honest. gotcha. All right. That was the main thing. That kind Premier of League, trip. Yeah, Premier that... League is big. It it has always been a money-making money, money machine, but even Premier League has only grown in its uh, popularity in the past 10, 10, 10 to 15 years, along with, uh, like I said, although we, most of us kind of have already grown tired of this transfer window thing and everything, but because of introduction of transfer windows, uh, introduction of more European competitions and everything. Uh, slowly, even the team broadcasters got more and more games to show, and also more and more points to talk about throughout the week. So, cup competitions are they are they for me from for, from my um, experience from my own time growing up as a football fan. Africa. And other crop competitions, they've never been that big of a deal. It's more of a, if you are in it, you want to win it. It's not uh, a, any kind of disappointment if you don't get anywhere. Would you see your team won the FA Cup or qualified in the top four? How would top you... four. That is top four in the FA Cup. So that's a sad indictment, I think, on... Yeah, that just illustrates our point. Like yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't let's really... Take, like, Billy, let's, let's give it another another uh, twist. Would you rather win the FA Cup and finish fifth, or would you rather win the Europa League and finish fifth? Most of us would take the Europa League because it gives us a pass to the Champions League. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Going back to the European competition and more money. I can so, see that. And it depends, I suppose, what your aspirations are and where you, where you actually live in the world. You see, it's still a big competition here. I know it's not as big as it was, but it's still a big, big competition, especially for the supporters in England. But it, it probably is throughout the world. But my point with FA Cup or Europa League is one is going to get you the second, another is going to give you another year in the job, like it happened with Louis van Hal. For example, yeah, Mourinho won the Europa League, finished sixth with us, got, got another year. Van Hal won the yeah. FA Cup, yeah, that got the sack next morning because we were, he finished fifth. But we didn't Dalglish win the FA Cup and he got fired. No, but but Chris, if we had finished fourth, if we had finished fourth and reached the Champions League, then the situation would have been. Slightly different for Van Hal no, as well. Even for Van Hal, he'd already been told he'd be sacked. Guys, sorry to interject rudely. I'm gonna have to make a move. Oh, Enjoy the God podcast, for that. Now guys. We can good go luck. Back to talking about him. I mean, yeah. it's nice to see you, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> lovely talking to you. Have a good one, you. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll really good having you on. See you, Abby. Yeah. See you Take care, mate. mate. See you Cheers, later, guys. Enjoy. Bye, bye. <laughs> well, right. So, what? Were we... Um, should we get back to the? Oh, we. Uh, the FA Cup, weren't we? Yeah. You're getting old, Tristan. Get <laughs> it. the first thing to go. Get it. <laughs> the only thing... I love the first thing I reached, though. 
The only thing <laughs> I can think of to talk about the FA Cup, really, the only thing I saw that interests me, which I think it goes with what we're saying, is the only thing that I found interesting about was the Burnley Bournemouth thing with uh, Eric Peters. Yeah, yeah. Where Bournemouth had to rescue Burnley from playing in before they before kickoff, because otherwise he'd have been ineligible and they'd have been thrown out. I mean, they lost anyway, Burnley, like, but still, I mean, it's yeah. that's that was the only point of interest I saw in the entire bunch of games, <laughs> which is quite sad. It is, yeah, but it was an amazing thing, wasn't it? That you know, a team like Bournemouth, where they are, had to tell Burnley what they could do. Been playing a player. Well, Burnley a bit of that. Burnley are worrying me because they've been a part. They've uh, um, been the subject of a buyout, as we all know, a takeover. But there's this eleventh yeah. buyout, a bit like the one man that was bought bought out Man United. Except yeah. I'm not sure Burnley earn the kind of revenue that can overcome the payments. Are you? No. Yeah. What I what I found out from the little that I looked into it the owner, the new owners most of the money they've uh, cited to buy Burnley comes from the amount they have already accumulated i think it was somewhere around 50 million pound maybe even more that was the major money they like like we said they leveraged to buy Burnley it wasn't any of their money yeah Whatever amount they had in the bank. It's never been in debt yeah. before. Burnley have always been like, you know, wasn't in debt, I mean, before. It was in really good, rude health, as in financially. Yeah. Now they're 90 million in debt after being bought out. Oh, that's bizarre, isn't it? It is, yeah. Very much yeah, so. and, and the current economical climate is the worst to be in exactly. debt. It is. It's not good to be in debt in these times, is it? No, no they don't, that really does worry me for their future. It's a shame because I really wanted to see uh, Sean Dice get backed heavily to see if he was, you know, see if he'd still stick with the long ball football or whether he'd actually turn up to to make Pep, you know, do a bit more ticky tacker than Pep Guardiola does. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Could you uh, imagine it? Uh, oh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see him get some money and see what he could do with it. Wouldn't it be brilliant if he turned Burnley into the uh, English Barcelona though? And had them play <laughs> off the park. It would be fantastic. I can't see it though, can you? <laughs> I think there's more chance of Wrexham doing it somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So should we... Oh, yeah. God, I was going yeah, to... We, we, we've done all the... Uh, yeah, mostly good FA Cup stories anyway. Let's move on to the league last, last no, week. No, I was thinking... we. I don't think we need to do cover the league this weekend. It wasn't weird talking. I mean, nothing happened, did it? Well, there were some big games involving Merseyside teams. Someone had cold feet. No, someone had cold feet, no, right? I don't remember anything happening at the weekend. I'm sorry, it's gone, you know, it's gone a complete blank. Well, let me refresh your mind, Trish, no, right? <laughs> let me stay in denial, please. First of all, there was a very good game at uh, Old Trafford between Manchester United and Everton. Another goal fest. Two really good teams playing out. I think I thought United were the better side. But Everton, to the credit, was that kept the going to the end. Beforehand, and then the Everton game kicked off afterwards, yeah? 
as it turned out, not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a good game to watch. Did you watch the game, Deeps? No, I watched oh. the highlights. Gosh. Oh, damn. Such a letdown he is. Comes on. Come on, you can... he wants us to do a podcast to talk about the football, and he hasn't even bloody watched any of it. And it was him this. You can't, but but you can't blame me. Blame I me. Can't I blame I, you. I missed one game. I, I missed one game. It was nine nil. When I didn't watch it, it was nine nil. Come on. You I can't even blame you for climate change, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game, so Good game, it's all Trevor. Did you watch it, Trish? Funnily enough, no, because I was doing, I was working, it's on in the background, and I'm there thinking, oh, for God's sake, trying to get finished working so I could watch it, and like, yeah, I didn't get it done in time. I was like, because oh. it did sound really good, 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 you know, because you're listening it to it. It was an entertaining game. The Bruno yeah, it was a great goal by uh, by Fernandez. Really good goal. Some good goals in the in the game actually. And uh, but it was entertaining to watch. As I say, I thought United were probably the better side. Well, they were the better side. And uh, Evan, to the credit, never gave up. Battled to the ninety fourth minutes, got a goal, and it was a good game. Was that the same in the cup? Because quite a few people were saying that Tottenham were actually the better side. I don't know whether that's just because they're Tottenham Tot- were the best side in the cup uh, early doors. And, uh, you know, they, they could have been two or three up easily before Everton got back into the game. Uh, but I'd say overall, they might have just shaded it on, on play. But Everton's tenacity and work rates were fantastic I in the cup s- game. I did spot one. I wouldn't say that, Billy. Really. I thought. I thought the better chances were for Everton. I think Fofo was a bit for, fortunate for Spurs at the end. He could have been uh, a few up early on, to be honest with you, Deeps. Yeah, but I thought, I thought on, the balance of, on the balance of the chances created, Everton were worthy of their victory, I think. It was end-to-end. There was lots of chances, to be honest with you. The key thing, though, is how we get on without uh, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, yeah, well, we've got King to come in. That's what we never spoke about. We should have done while we were covering it. See? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he, but he is available, right, Dominic? No, he's got injured, well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, got, he's picked up a hamstring injury. But he's just come back from one. I, I just hope it's not the same one. You know, that, that they haven't rested him enough. How long had he been but out for? He'd he only been out for two weeks. Ah, oh, the hammy, that's not long enough to take off. Even if it's just a slight no. strain, you shouldn't get... should never rush back a hamstring. I had a torn hamstring, and that's what that's what kept messing mine up. But David never, never disclosed what injury it was or how long he would be out for, so... Six weeks. That's the usual No, not this one. Not this one, the one before. Yeah, I'm the saying now, he'll be out six weeks. They're not going to be stupid enough to rush him back. Surely now they've got King. Mm. Yeah. No, but King doesn't look didn't look fit to me when he when he came on uh, the other day. I think he's carrying a bit of weight. I don't know whether he's been training. I know he hasn't been playing, but he does look a little bit slow, and it'll take time to catch up. But I'm sure he'll be a decent sign for him. That's quite worrying how a professional can end up getting themselves out so out of shape, even if they're not playing. 
Yeah, yeah, they've still got a train every day, haven't they? But I don't know whether he's been injured. Or, I wouldn't know. I don't know whether he's been in, actually been injured. But he does look a little bit out of sorts, fitness-wise. But I'm sure they'll get him up to speed. Uh, yeah, when he scores the winner for you to lift the second league title this season, yeah, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> well, he could do, couldn't he? Yeah. Well, you Spurs and Leicester so far have already won the league, and now Man, Man City, so I don't think you well, I don't sure have fun this season, can you? <laughs> anyway, we're moving, <laughs> we're moving on now to uh, the other big game involving Liverpool and Manchester. No, I don't think we want to talk about that. Nothing happened, there's nothing really to discuss, is there? It was quite an entertaining game as well. Glad you some good goals, some really good goals. It. Yeah, it was really enjoyable, wasn't it, Billy? I think so, yeah, Thieves, very much so. Do you want to rearrange these uh, words uh, into a well-known phrase or saying? <laughs> 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 some really, yeah. really good goals. <laughs> <laughs> Alison had an absolute mare, three of the goals. I mean, that Foden shot, the last one, if he'd have just stayed on his feet, that hits him in the face. Why did he kneel yeah. down? The, the, most, you know, the, the basics of a goalkeeper is stand, when you're one-on-one, stand up, stay big. Force yeah. I hate it when a goalkeeper goes, you know, throws themselves at the, you know, to the floor and stuff. But that kneeling is even worse. That's the worst thing you can do because it's nothing. It's not doing anything at all. It's just creating a bigger gap for them. I don't know why yeah. he did that. I've never seen him do that before. It actually happened in the Everton game yesterday uh, when Olsen went down on his knees to Lamella to make oh. it 3-2. He done exactly the same as what Olsen did. Olsen did it because he's not good, Billy. Yeah. I'm going to maintain this all along. He's yeah, not but... much better than Pickford. Yeah, he's not a very good keeper, is he, Olsen? He's kind of... You've got yourself stuck with two pups there, haven't you? But, you know. I mean, Alisson's normally good, though. This is the thing. I mean, this isn't this yeah, is yeah. the difference. Is Alisson, you'd normally expect, uh, even if he makes the mistakes kicking the ball away, he usually then makes a, you know, pulls out a stunning save. Makes a man, yeah. yeah. it's quite weird. Just shows how bad confidence has sunk, I think. And the fact that the, defense, the defence and midfield aren't working together because they because the midfield's actually in defence. Ginny Wijnaldum. It looks very disjointed, doesn't it? Well, he was... It looks disjointed at Liverpool at the moment. On the, the, uh, the first goal, because it was Foden gets acres of space, Fabinho doesn't watch him, doesn't spot him, his ball watching, but Ginny Wijnaldum stood in a position where he could see that there was a gap and just stands and watches. This is this has been the what third or fourth game in a row he's played in that position, and he's done exactly the same thing when opposition players have got in dangerous positions, and he's just stood a couple of yards away and watches it. I just I don't do you know think, what he's doing. Do you think doing. it's because he wants out, Tris? Do you think with Ronaldo, it's because he wants out? I don't know about whether he wants out at the moment, the way he's playing. He's been absolutely abysmal since the start of the season. He was fantastic. And you're thinking he's finally showing what he can do. And then it's just like, I don't know whether he's tired or whether he's just thought, well, I'm not going to get a contract, so there's no point trying now. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it's coincided with the contract issue of when he's lost his form? 
No, because he had the contract issue at the start of the season. You've got to remember last season as well. You know, this has been hanging over him for a while. And, they, you know, they Barcelona rim for him in the summer. And he started the season Chris. like a house on fire. Absolutely Chris. brilliant. Hmm? Do you think do you think the 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 issue is he he thinks the contract's not on the table but not from Liverpool but from Barcelona? Maybe that might be reason. No, I think I think he's just realised that no matter how hard how well he plays, he's not going to get a contract off Liverpool that he's interested in signing. So he may as well, so he's just uh, chucked it. Rather than he's, you know, he's contracts from somewhere else. I think he's just realised that he's not going to get it now, what he wanted. So why bother? Because that's what he looks like. I mean, I, I honestly, I couldn't understand why he wasn't dragged off at the first, the first available opportunity. And then I realised, I think Klopp must have forgotten he was on the pitch. Because he did so <laughs> bloody little. That's all it was. He's probably thought afterwards when he's making the third substitution, he's thought, what the hell is that Ginny Wijnaldum out there? Why yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand Jones. Uh, I didn't understand Jones, Jones going off. And no, exactly. He was on. playing well. He was probably one of the few players that was actually performing. I feel sorry for Henderson. They were actually to play putting in a shift. Fabinho. As well. Yeah, Fabinho's not a defender. I don't care what anyone says. People keep saying he is. He's not a defender. He's a midfielder, and he just can't play in centre back. This has been. Ha- this has He's been a ball accident waiting to happen. Yeah, he he just watches the ball going over his head, going it's, around it's him. It's not that. He's, he's not proactive enough because he's just... He used to play in the midfield and then he knows he can go... He goes chasing the ball. When he's playing in defence, he started off, he was going chasing the ball like he did in midfield. And obviously, somebody's had a word with him, said, you can't do that. You keep selling yourself and there's nobody behind you to cover like there is when you're in midfield. So now he's sort of like he doesn't know what to do with himself. So he tends to just stand and he's like reacting to things rather than getting himself into position first and being ready. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I can't think how yeah. to explain it. Well, going back to the game, I thought uh, first half, Liverpool probably shaded it. Mm. Uh, it was a decent game. No, ball, to be fair, but the first I, 20 minutes, City were, yeah, so. were bossed it and then Liverpool took over for the rest of the half. Yeah, yeah. Game. Yeah, I love that, yeah. Yeah, because I, I did not well And Foden was very good, one of young Foden, he was excellent. Uh, people say that, but it was flashes rather than he actually played well. For the first half, I mean, I even wrote he's been anonymous. At the end of the yeah. first half, he was absolutely anonymous until he moved wide. He was terrible in the first half. Yeah, people were going on as if he'd done something brilliant. He hadn't. Sterling was excellent. Yeah, Stanley was good. But Bowden was just, he didn't get involved in the game too much. And then he did a couple of things and everyone's like, oh, he's the greatest thing in the world. I'm sorry, yeah. but I expect him to actually, he should be having a lot more impact on the game. His goal, for instance, shouldn't have, shouldn't have been a goal. That's just bad rank amateur goalkeeping. But big, big mistake. And much as I love Alisson, he got it wrong there. It was terrible goalkeeping. The first goal, you know, where he took the shot, I mean, wasn't, you know, it was just bad defending again. They all fell asleep and left him in acres of space. He didn't do anything special to do it. And also, the, you know, I just, now I'm, I'm not convinced he was that special. He wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he had a bad game. He just didn't do enough for me. He, had, he needs to I impose himself. Yeah. Uh, he needs to impose himself more for my liking. 
like Sterling right. was always in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Raz Foden, I, I thought I thought it was Sterling's best game against which no crowd. Yeah, yeah, that really showed. That was what when you saw what the difference is between having a crowd at a game and not having a crowd at a game. Because Sterling can't play in front of the Liverpool crowd at Anfield. He can't no, play. He, he it's panics. not just Liverpool crowd. I think, I think he just can't play against big pressure. If you think it's because of the lack of crowd, because he has had zero zero influence on. Any games against Manchester United, be it for Liverpool, Manchester City, he's just utterly useless when he plays against us. I totally talking about big sides. Yeah, that's what confused me. I mean, mid-table teams, they won't really bother him. No, but he'll come back when he win a trophy. Oh, oh, oh. Now, what I want to highlight it for me was uh, how, how how much better the squad is of Man City's than Liverpool's. You know, Liverpool were missing play- players, uh, key players, um, but so was City. They were missing Aguero, missing Kevin De Bruyne, but they had the quality to come in, and I think that's the difference between the two sides, okay. was the quality that they got. On the bench, rather than what they're Yeah, I, I'd agree with that to a degree, but I'd also say if City were missing their best central three central defenders, they'd be in a similar situation. To be fair, yeah, I think that's the same with it. any club in the world. So I can, so I think you know, I think people are forgetting this. Like Roy Roy Keane, who keeps gobbing off, he seems to forget his own his own Man United team threw it away when they only had one out, and that was Rio Ferdinand missing. Yeah. I mean, some of the, yeah, some agree, of the criticism, I, I think, is just a, it's just ridiculous. Liverpool are doing well to even be in the top four right now without three, you know, without the three main centre backs. I, I think. You I know, think. I think people get confused when they see three only three significant injuries. But it's it's not, not just three significant yeah. injuries. It's three significant injuries in the same position. And it's like not... Billy said, City has De Bruyne and Aguero out, but they play in a different positions. But so also, but also Liverpool have been missing players over. like Jota. Salah's been out with COVID, and he's you know he's come back, and it took him a while to find his feet. Mane went out with COVID, and he hasn't been the same since. You know, this hasn't been like just a one-off. It's been a constant. It's just player after player getting injured, and obviously. The more you have out at one time, the more others go out injured because they're having to play more games, so they're getting more tired. And in this season, obviously, everyone's struggling, stretched thin. So, yeah, I mean, City, that break City had, I'm not saying it's it was a deliberate thing or anything like that. I don't want to start a conspiracy theory of it being a deliberate thing. But that break they had for COVID has really worked in their favour. Because it's allowed them to just have a rest, reset, and go again. And it, uh, it's, you know, it's, and it's just another cool. point, Chris. What's it? Another point. Last season, City were quite underwhelming in the league, and most people cited the reason being Laporte being yeah. out most most part of the season. Yeah. It's 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 a very similar situation with Liverpool. If we look at yeah. from that point of view, they're missing one of the best. Player who is arguably the best in his world and top three at least. In his yeah, position. Best in the world, yeah. 
exactly. Okay. So I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what the issue with uh, people beating the media or uh, fans or whatever. If it is acceptable for a team that is as expensively assembled as City to crumble under one significant injury, then why is it so surprising that Liverpool are exactly. going through some growing pains when a similar situation occurs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been saying as well. But apparently that doesn't matter to the, the media. Just want to stare up a story, don't they? But it's yeah, funny because they didn't really want to know about City doing the same thing last season with one injury. It was odd. There was none of this with you know none of this hysteria about City being terrible last season. Mm-hmm. I can tell you why. Go on. Because, because Manchester City were still better than Manchester United last year. <laughs> that's been for 10 years now. I was going to say, that's, that's not really no, a high but... bar though, is it? You know, let's, you're really saying no, a but bar. That that's like saying, saying it's a high jump ball. Thing. You know, it's an angle no, 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 no. No, you're, you're not seeing the point. What I'm saying is the new bar for City is Manchester United. If you're worse than us, then you're really horrible. <laughs> That's true. That is the one thing I am ashamed of is that we, you know, that we might finish below you in the table. I mean, that, even if we had 25 players out a season, we should still be able to finish above Ole. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have, I have a question, Chris. Uh oh. Who? Who is dining? Is this dining about out sex? Because in... I'm not going to explain the beard and beast to you again, mate. No, no, no. Who, who is making a more privilege out of their Champions League winning goal? Origi or Ole? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Hey, who's making a? Well, I think Ole's managed longevity out of his out of his Champions League winning goal. Though to be fair, his was was more of a winning goal than Origi's was kind of like sealing it, wasn't it? Rather than a winning goal. Um, yeah, and every time, every time someone has to defend Origi, that is the only thing anyone can bring up. Well, no, because it's Barcelona, he scored in the 4 0. I remember a few games against Everton, he's pulled, pulled us out the fire as well. I mean, he, he does have a knack for scoring goals when it matters. Yeah, but, but, but scoring that's, that's it. That's all he does. He scores goals when it matters, and that's fantastic to have on the bench if you can afford to just leave him sat on the bench all season. Until you get until it's the ninety eighth minute of ex, you know an extra time against Everton and you can pull him off the bench to, <laughs> to score seven to put us through because Pickford panics every time he goes near him. You know that's 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 the thing. That's the only time he's ever coming on, though, isn't it? Yeah. In the last five minutes, yeah, you're exactly. never going to score it really, are you? Well, even when he, when he does come on, he he just it just doesn't do enough. It's like. Not like I was moaning about Foden, because at least Foden's trying. I just mean Foden doesn't impose himself enough. With the Rigi, he just literally doesn't do enough. He strolls around too much and that. It's a shame, because there's yeah. so much talent there, but he's just far too laid back. He needs fire in his belly. He needs aggression. Yeah. If he he can, needs to be sold. He needs to be fired up, if that means we have to sell him to do it. But, uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> 
if he's well, happy if he, to if sit you there, sat on the bench for five years and you still don't have enough firing ability, then there is no point being there, man. Yeah, but that, I'm saying from a Liverpool point of view, if you've got a player like that and he's on a not a particularly high wage for a Liverpool player, let's be honest, that like at the Premier League level, he's not on a particularly high wage. <clears throat> if you've just got him sat there to have on the bench for like in the last five minutes, you need to pull something out of the fire. That's not a bad player to have for at this day, you know, in, in a club like Liverpool or Man United can afford to do that, usually, you know, in usual circumstances. Yeah. I mean, yeah, United, sure United have still got players like Phil Jones on the books, so you know, they know the difficulty of offloading players you don't actually really want to have at the club anymore. It's just not that but, easy but to get rid you, of them. Listen, but Chris... When you pay Filzos more than you're paying Bruno Fernandes, it's going to be hard to get him off the books. Yeah, yeah. you're very, very much I don't know who was the idiot. I don't know who was the idiot that thought giving Filzos a five-year contract on 120k a week is... Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's even a... considerable. Idiots. But even if they <laughs> hadn't given him that, it's still a problem getting rid of these players because nobody wants them anymore. You know, years no. ago, Man United and Liverpool fringe players... Teams like, um, you know, in the Championship and the lower half of the Premier League would snap up anyone who was being who was on the fringes of there because they think they'd improve their team. But these days, they... the thing is, no, with with at the end of this season, with the effect COVID's had, yeah, no one can afford. It's it. going to be hard to get rid of any players because you're not people aren't going to pay the wages and they're not going to pay any fee for them. For the likes of Jeff Joneses and Rigi's and whoever. No, I blame Ancelotti. I blame Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Yeah, if he hadn't co- come and took over Everton, then we could have sold our players. That's a good point, that deep. a very good point. I'm agreeing with that one, all right. <laughs> they were always good for taking the shite off your hands, weren't they? <laughs> we took them out, didn't we? Didn't yeah. Who else? You've had quite a few. I mean, Rooney, he's passed it. Well, no, we'll give him back to Everton. Yeah, Kanchelskis, he was good. Oh, no, Kanchelskis was class. Well, Tim Howard. But that was a different situation. Yeah, Tim Howard. Kanchelskis was at his peak, but he, was, he had gambling debts, and Ferguson wouldn't help him out anymore because he'd had enough of paying them off all the time. And Everton said, hang on, mate, we'll, how much do you owe? We'll pay it off for you. We'll sort it out. Don't you worry if you join us. And that was the difference. It was a good move, wasn't it? Oh, what a player. Really good move. Yeah, I yeah great player. player. So quick. He's a bit like um, Traore, but but it could actually cross. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, he frightened players, didn't he? Yeah. He frightened defenders. Yeah, great player, Andrew Kinsoskis. Ah, oh, far too good for Everton, that one. At the time. No, he wasn't. He joined a great team, actually. I can't. Didn't he join after the, in the 90s? I Just after we peaked. Yeah, that's what I mean. He joined a bit late. That's what I mean. He joined a bit yeah. late, didn't he? That's what I was saying, rather than... Yeah. It was a shame, because he should have been in the team like a couple of years before, and it could have, could have been something special, that, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, if only. Well, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. Deep's got anything to add because he's normally got something. He's normally waiting with something. Something uh, United related. 
He's probably just um, he's writing a list of players to ask me for to profile. That's what it is. He hasn't given me any for a couple of hours. <laughs> and right yeah, I tried to watch the Baxter poor deeps against Everton last week. Did you watch the highlights? I thought you yeah. said Charles Rapport against yeah. Everton last week. I was, and I, my my takeaway was we were good in, when we we were attacking. We yeah. were quite nervous when we were defending. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I take it and I don't want to talk about us defending because we have a, an 80 million pound refrigerator at the back. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. playing by any chance? That was all I was <laughs> going to ask. <laughs> when you said you were yeah. crap at the back, you just know, don't you? There's no need to ask, really. When you're saying that you blame... I, I don't want to blame Ole completely because except for Maguire, nobody else is going to guarantee you being fit for the next game. And like I said, Availability is the most important ability. No one else yeah. is fit. Is Bailey Bailey not fit? Emma fit. Keeps Bailey. He's like Eric Bailey and Joel Matip are. I think they are on the same board. Hmm. If they start a game, you you have to fear whether they're gonna finish the game or not. Yeah, every yeah, time yeah. they move, you start thinking, Christ, did he just pull up then? Don't you? Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by his proper proper poohousery, he's gonna kick people. He's gonna go through players. He's gonna fight for every ball, and then he's gonna get concussed, and then he's gonna maybe shatter his ankle, do something with to his knee, and then he's again off for a month, two months. Yeah. He's reliable players. That is the issue. Yeah, at least right. Maguire, although he brings his issues, at least he's gonna play the next game. Yeah, but sometimes you're better off not having a player playing than having Maguire playing. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, which might, uh, that's something I wanted to ask you. What do you two think about Nat Phillips at Liverpool while we're talking about defenders? I thought he'd done very well, actually. But uh, a lot of people, some people don't, but I thought he'd done really well. I, I really like him. I really like him because so he's, a he's a defender. He's a defender. He, that's exactly what he is. He's not a ball player. He's, he's never going to hit uh, what, uh, what uh, Van Dijk does, hit the 40-yard ball over the, over the top. Or... But he's not I think, I think he's a bit like, yeah, I think he's a bit like Nemanja Vidic. Yeah, he's just a because, because Yeah, because he's a proper defender, he's ready to put his body on the line, his head on... Uh, every 50-50 people think that he's useless on the ball but that is not the truth yeah yeah. one of the matches I can't remember which one it was it wasn't the City game I think it was one be- the one before he played he did a you know he, he took the ball out of defence there was no options on so he just kept running with it's it but he, was, he did really well you know what I mean you're thinking this this lad's not bad on the ball at all to be honest he, he's played some decent passes you know some insightful ones you're thinking I just don't understand why Klopp doesn't recognize and have him in the Williams team. Got in front of him. Why did you think Williams got in front of him, Tris? I have absolutely no idea because, because he is idiot. the single worst defender I've ever seen pull on a Liverpool shirt. And I'm not saying that as in like I'm not just I'm a, I'm not exaggerating. I am being absolutely one hundred percent serious. He's the worst Lip defender I've ever seen pull on a Liverpool shirt at the top level, like you know, at the Premier League type level rather than youth level and that like. 
I just don't Chris, understand didn't what you, didn't didn't you win Champions League with uh, Jimmy Traore or someone at yeah, the back? Yeah, and he's he's better than than Reese Williams, Jimmy Traore. Wow, that's some statement, then. And to be fair, Jimmy Traore wasn't bad on the ball and that. It wasn't bad. He just makes stupid errors. Reece Williams just, just simply couldn't defend. I mean, he'd never do a Cruyff turn and put it in the back of his own net like uh, like. Jimmy Traore did, but he offers nothing in defense. You know, he, he he has no positional sense. He has no defensive awareness. He thinks he, he must think he's got the pace of him of Traore because he's constantly running out of his own half and going forward when he should be running back towards his own goal to protect. It, you know what I mean? It's like he doesn't seem to have any idea of how to give a, def- a, a fast attacker space so he can give himself time to react to it. You know what I mean? He's got yeah, and he also doesn't want the ball either. When he's, when he's running at players, he doesn't even get attracted to the ball. At least that is understandable. Yeah, exactly. He just doesn't seem to know where to be, does he? The reason I was asking was uh, people have been saying how well he's been playing, and I've seen him a few times, thought he'd beat him. I just wondered what the logic was for not having, when you've got your best centre half out, why you wouldn't put someone in there to just do the job of being an out and out centre half, get rid of the ball. You know, he doesn't whack it up the field. He doesn't play. But I just wondered, thought it was a very strange decision for Klopp to put Williams ahead of him. No, I, I don't understand it. Phillips would have been my first choice. And the moment I saw Williams, I mean, people were raving about his performance against Spurs, and I was completely the opposite. I thought he was dreadful then. And I pointed out how all these flaws that we're talking about now, I pointed them out from that very first time I saw him play. He's not got a clue. And I don't understand what was happening there. Why? Why he's got in there? I mean, I can see he was play, he was playing a non-league football last season on loan. And to be honest, I'm not sure he was doing that good there. And he can improve, but he doesn't have the basic knowledge that I would expect an 11-year-old to have in the game defensively. It would at least be understandable if he was to play alongside Virgil van Dijk. At least. Okay, you have van Dijk. You can at least see the sense. When you have, you don't have any senior centre-backs, You, I, I think you would rather have at least one of the centre-backs you're playing be slightly more better defensively and also yeah. more experienced with Phillips was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was... But even if Van Dijk was there, I'd still rather have a player like... Because Van Dijk can do the passing out from the back anyway, so you don't need a play, another ball player there. I don't see that there is absolutely 100% need to have two ball-playing centre-backs. Phillips can do good enough to... He can pass it five yards to the player in front of him. That's all he needs to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Especially if you have Fabinho there or, or Jordan Anderson there. He's only got to give it to them, hasn't he, really? He yeah, doesn't exactly. have to play with the big ball. And I don't understand why Fabinho plays at the back at all. I don't like him there. He, he's The most important job he does is front screen the defence, especially aerially. He's brilliant at that. And without that, we're, they're just going, you know, the balls are just going straight past the defence. 
I'm putting us in trouble. So um, yeah. Oh God, so much for not talking about Liverpool. Now you've made me feel really one miserable. One more thing I'm so <laughs> You can fucking do the rest of it on your own. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about uh, it's going to become the most expensive teenagers uh, that there is fees going to arbitration something for the million or four million is it uh, 1.5 up front and 2.8 for um, uh, you know um, add-ons like you know bonus whatever you call them extra clauses yeah, yeah. that doesn't make him the most expensive teenager no, it won't. 16-year-old. Most expensive 16-year-old, I think. 16-year-old, yeah, sorry. It's nowhere near the most expensive teenager. Somebody like Pellegri went for something like 50 million, didn't he? Or 30 million or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Wasn't he in rushed like He wasn't far off one and a half million when he joined Liverpool, was he? I can't remember now. I don't know. I can't remember that far back. No. We don't have to go that far back. We bo- we bought Ahmad Diallo, oh, who is going to cost more than more than forty if he fulfills all his add-ons. Mm. Like yeah. there are there are more more players, is seventeen eighteen in in Manchester United still set up who have cost more than five million. It's a very strange system that you buy. You know your academy is not really. You know, when you've got an academy that's been so good in the past, it's very strange that you have to now keep buying players. When you've got players like Rashford who have made it through without having to be bought. Yes. Yeah, the thing is, I think I think right now our first team squad has more local lads than our youth setup, I think. Yeah. And that's, that's a very, very sad indictment. It's very bizarre. It's really odd, because you shouldn't... I don't know, I just find that a bit... I don't like... Play. I think you know the youth setup shouldn't be allowed to bring in players from outside. It should be only. It should be a youth academy. It shouldn't really be about bringing in players from outside. It shouldn't be about buying the best because these little clubs around the world, their only hope is to hang on to them until after they, because you know after they've played a few first team games and then they can sell them for a big fee to survive on. Yeah. Yes, we don't we don't buy from little clubs. We buy from Real Madrid, Atletico, Monaco, <laughs> clubs <laughs> like that. Small club. But Ahmad isn't a youth player. He's he was, come on. He played one. He's match. not a youth player. He played one game, one first no. team game. Oh, no, he had, played one first no. team game for Atalanta. No, he had he had I think three. Uh, Three first-team appearances before we agreed to buy him in the summer. He played one. And then he again. He again. No. In the Europa League. No. I don't know. No. I'm pretty he, sure he played, played I think... once. There was only one game listed on the. You know, when I was looking on the scouting network to have a do the do a uh, quick um, thing on him. Oh. Yeah, this season as well. He, my point is, he is someone. He is someone who's been around the first team. He was named on the bench almost every match week this year. He's not. So has Origi been there on the bench for Liverpool? That doesn't make him a first team player, mate. That still makes him a reserve. 
But that doesn't make him a youth player. No, but my point is that, like, you know, unless you're playing reg- regularly, actually on the pitch, you're still a youth player. Can I? Yeah. You're still not in the first team unless you're actually on the pitch regularly. Not in these days where you've got 45 squad members in each, t- you know, in the t- you know, and in the on the bench, like. Because yeah, you've got to remember in Italy, every single player. I knew you were going to say that. I yeah, knew you were going to say Every single that. player in the squad is on the bench. Every single player. So. Don't you he think that's better? To, he's not actually a first team player. He just is in the first team squad. Well, you know that that'd be like uh, saying Leighton Clarkson at Liverpool. He's in the first team squad, but he's not a first team player, is he? Yeah, but do you not think the system in Italy is better? It gives more opportunities Does for it? managers to. Let's say, for example, if we could name fifteen players on the bench. Against Southampton, surely one or two young lads. Yeah, but that's not when it's, that's not when a player learns anything coming on when you're nine nil up and then against nine men. That's not when. It, this is what annoys me is people keep going on. You don't want to bring him on when you're losing or go or play them when you're in a bad run because it will cause you know it makes the you know affect their development. No, that's when they learn. Bad times is when players learn and improve. That's when they should be in the team. That's what they need to experience these things. They need setbacks to make them go back and work harder at their game. Yeah, that is what we think, but not the managers, sadly. Yeah, but I'm saying in Italy, that's what happens is they still do that. Players that very, there's very few, they have a real problem where they they don't like young players. They tend to have them when they're in their twenties as a rule come through and that's that they've often but that's an Italian mentality problem that's that's an often moan in Italian football circles is that they hold them back too much you know prefer experience so Christian mm-hmm. I just did a little google search and Ahmad had three appearances and one goal for Atalanta last season, last season. oh last season ah, I never looked at last season yeah. I only looked at this season That'll be why. <laughs> ah, so he's had four appearances then. Because he had yeah, this just, season. He's a Ah, he's regular then. <laughs> regular first team player. He's played as often as Leighton Clarkson. Brilliant. Wait. He, he scored. He scored. He scored a goal for Atalanta last season. That's almost almost as much as Jesse Lingard managed in the whole of last season. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Have you still go? Are you still going? <laughs> yeah. So back to Liverpool. He's still a he's still a youth team. He was still a youth team player, as he is at Man United. No, but I, what I'm saying is, he's not a 16 year old. We're buying at least we're buying for the first team. I don't like seeing players being bought at 16 and then their career going to waste because we don't have any plan for them. When they turn 18, 19, and we end up letting them go when they're 20. Uh, it's, that's just annoying, that is, when you see that. I mean, especially yeah. as they end up, the poor buggers, their careers are ruined. They end up joining teams like Everton to play at the back, don't they? Like a certain Michael Keane. I mean, you know, no, that's, they don't. that's when you know you've, you've been ruined by, by Man United, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> he never had a good game yesterday, but he's been playing well, Michael Keane, to be fair to him. 
He's been playing really well since Ancelotti arrived, I would say. Since Ancelotti has been at Everton, he's been one of the best defenders at Everton, which isn't a big achievement, though. And to be fair, Ancelotti does play a very organised system which benefits defenders. It does favour defenders looking good. Though I've got to say, I love Godfrey. I'm really glad he's doing well because I wanted us to move for him. I did say before you when you signed him, I said... Yeah, yeah, you did. I really wanted... He was the one I wanted us to buy in the summer. Him and, and all that is why you... Billy, that is why he's bringing up Godfrey. Godfrey. He wants us to praise him for saying, oh, no, 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 Godfrey I just said, we were talking about players who play well for him. No, no. See, he's a, Billy, Billy, he's a proper he Billy Big Dog. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to ask you, Deeps, because I know you'll never give me freaking credit. You'll just, you'll just say, if I give, rather than giving me credit, you just give me another list of 50 names to, to profile. No, I so that you can then tell your mates you, what you know about these players because you've read the, about them. <laughs> and claim it what, all for what yourself. Is that? <laughs> we are going to have to uh, move on. Let's go on now. Yeah. About uh, a subject that I don't really wait, 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 like bringing, but it's called the brought up. Go on, mate. The, I just wanted to ask Chris, uh, like, I've seen there being some rumours linking Salah to a move. Do you think it's going to happen? His agent's been offering him around again and Liverpool are getting annoyed of it again. He's been offering him... Do you think it's better to sell him? P- Why? It's not It's not Salah, it's his agent. It's just a pain in the ass. He's not... Even in Egypt, But come on, don't I don't, like I don't buy this. I don't buy this. Oh, it's not the Ask player. The it's, it's like people say it's not Pogba, it's Minor. No. If it happens once, it's the agent. If it happens again and again, then surely Salah must be aware. Well, it's only, you know, Salah might be aware, but he's not pushing, he's not asking for the move away. He's not causing problems. He's playing, he's the one forward that's actually playing well. Why, why would you say get rid of him? He's the last one you'd sell at the moment. No. So no, I don't. You know, I I understand that like it's freaking annoying that his agent is constantly pushing him to other clubs. But you know, every agent, that's what they do. It's their job to. It's just his yeah, agent happens yeah. to be a particularly pain in the ass type of agent. He's one of the worst out there. And I know he feels it, it, their mates like and that, but he really does need to get rid of him. He's he's not well-liked by anybody in the sport either. You know what I mean? He's not like he's useful to have because he's well-liked, but Salah's a loyal kind of guy, so... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so you're saying you would rather sell money? Well, the way... At, at, at the, to be honest, I think Salah's the, been the best player we've had for the last few years. He's been absolutely sensational. And even when he's going, you know, people are saying he's not playing well, it tends to be because the other team are putting three or four players on him. And the other, you know, and Mane's then being given space. And so Mane's flying. But in part, that's because Salah's being, you know, drawing away all the defenders. 
It's almost yeah. like the situation with Ronaldo and Bale. It happened with Suarez used to do the same thing. They, uh, they had two defenders or three defenders marking uh, Suarez, and it gives Sturridge yeah. a license to, to do what he wants it, basically. Exactly. When Calvert-Lewin was on fire, it was doing the same with... It was giving Rodriguez a bit of time. Richardson. Oh, and Richarlison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it does. That you happens, need a yeah, yeah. like that. It does happen. Yeah. And so long as he's, yeah, saying, I agree. if he's not, if he's not letting it affect his performances on the pitch, I, I think you, you're crazy to say you've got to get rid of him because his agent's hawking him around. You just want him. All you'd say to him is, you know, you're putting your, he's putting his price up. So, like, if we do happen to sell him, we're going to get more money. So, what's the issue? No, I'm not saying get rid. I, I personally think Salah is hands down far and away the best player in your front three. What I'm saying is, do you think it's, don't you think it's annoying that every every few months he's going around yeah. trying to sell Sarah? I think yeah, it's invariably it's gonna. I think it's invariably is gonna seep into the team and damage the morale. Sooner or later, I think that that is a risk with this sort of behavior. Mind you, I would. I wouldn't be unhappy if Liverpool suffered from this sort of behaviour. Yeah. I'm not being funny, but I doubt if there's a player that plays well, apart from maybe Trent and Jones at Liverpool, whose agent wouldn't be having, you know, having a tip in the nod and the wink to other clubs just in case they get the right offer that uh, tempts Liverpool to sell and they can earn themselves a big fat wage. So. It's the job, isn't it? Yeah. So I doubt it's. So I don't think it's actually much different from what is happening with all the players. He just happens to be a particularly, um, how can I say, a particularly obvious one. He's just not very good at his job. He's far too open. He's so disliked by everyone that it comes out in public because people talk about it rather than keeping it quiet like they would if they liked each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, in okay. Egypt, they hate him. The Egyptians I speak to around here, they don't like him at all that here, but Abis Issa. They really don't like him, so he's not like he's a popular guy like. Hmm. So anyway, you anyway, were saying Bill, Yeah, you were saying, Bill. I think Yeah, I was saying uh, it's it's a subject that we've got to bring up. I don't like bringing up but uh, the abuse online again is in the it's making all the headlines again. The stupid abuse online from keyboard warriors who have got nothing better to do than to real racial, racial abuse at players and now referees are coming into it where, you know, it's just out of order and they're going to do something about it, the, the sites are saying today. Yeah. They're going to get a grip it. And, but they've got to do, they've got to do more than what they're proposing. Me. I, I don't understand why it's taken so long for them to to actually say, oh, we're going to actually do something. This has been years it's been going on. You've had plenty of time to do it. The only reason you're now to, is because you, your earnings are being threatened because you're not doing it. I mean, oh, yeah. They could have done something about it a long time ago. They keep making excuses, and the excuses don't fly with me. There's plenty of things they can do. 
Yeah, but there's, there's, there's things the players could do as well by just deleting all their accounts to, to the ones where they're getting abused. And pop stars and celebrities and just stop using them. Yeah, and it should and stop. You get no clickbait then. No, no people uh, logging onto the sites to look for these things. Mm. And I think it's just, it's, it's as bad as the racism that we've had. Is this online stuff now. It's just getting beyond a joke. It's ruining people. I mean, that might Dean, his family getting death threats. I mean, for God's sake. Yeah, he made a yeah, horrible yeah. mistake with that two-check thing. It was a terrible error. Not just him. Yeah, okay. Far. I mean, what the hell? You're watching it over and over in a replay, and you still can't see that that's clearly an accident. I think you should never referee again. <laughs> but when he then goes no, over totally and looks right. at it, that's fine to say that they should never referee again and for the PGMOL to say, yeah, hang on, we can't have you refereeing again. That's that's just, you know, you clearly don't understand the sport if you think that's a red card. No. That's all that should be happening. Nothing more. There should be no abuse. We know they're a bit knobby, but like, I don't know, well, what's the need to abuse them for making a mistake? We've all made mistakes in work. I mean, you've made more mistakes than most. You chose to support Everton, so you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've got to live with that, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it is, it is getting ridiculous, though. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And what, do you think they'll actually do anything? Because I don't. I just don't. Well, I listened to Mark House the other day, and, mm-hmm. and the abuse that he got... He actually had cancer, and, oh. and his wife had cancer as well. And the things that the, he he told his story, like he, he come forward with it, and and the abuse that him and his wife got. She was depressed for a long time. I mean, really depressed, you know. And and his daughter saying things about his daughter, his young daughter, what they'd like to do to her. And all. Oh. And honestly, it was an eye opener. Honestly, God, and you know, I wasn't a big fan of Mark Elsey. I didn't think he was a good referee, but no one deserves abuse like that. That's just awful. You know, it, what are people like? It's wrong, just wrong. I mean, deep. You're a young person, so they say. So, do you know, <laughs> do you know why it happens? Because it's the it's well, I suppose it's not just youngsters. That's the thing, you know. That's the sad thing is, it's quite often it's forty odd year old men who should know better. Yeah, know but twelve yeah. year olds like Deeps, you know, you'd understand it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's not even why it happens. It's why why does it take to these media platforms to? See the whole world burning down to actually notice something is happening. Yeah, yeah, very and much. And I don't agree with Billy when he says players should uh, deactivate their accounts so they get abuses. I don't think that is the solution. That is what they actually want to accomplish by abusing yeah. them. Yeah, but to be fair, I think that is the same as saying you should walk away from the game when someone. No, 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 because this isn't part of the game, is it? But the thing is, no, no, if you want to make, if you want to make Twitter and Face, whatever it's called, I can't remember what it's called now. But any of them take notice. The only way to do it is to stop using them. 
because they'll have to the yeah this isn't the yeah. same this isn't their game this isn't their sport they're not walking away from their sport they're still carrying on doing what the people are abusing them for doing that's what we're saying you carry on doing what you're actually you know what you're being abused for doing you ignore what they're saying but if the platforms like Twitter and that are not going to stand up and help, you know, and take action against it, then they sh- then no one should be using it until they do. Yeah, absolutely agree with that, Trish. Personally, I don't think a fo- professional footballer should be having time to mess about with social media that much. Anyway, I'm not. I'm never. I'm not a big fan of it. Doesn't does no does no good at all. Does nothing but harm for people's mental health. So last thing I want is my players on there. To be honest. Yeah, and it will affect players, won't it? Yeah. People are saying. Well, yeah. I mean, you just can't get away with it. It's one thing, like not in the old days. It used to be they used to avoid the papers, but you can't really avoid the abuse when you, you know, when it's on social media, can you? No, no, you can't. No. You know, if you go on no. there, that's it. You're gonna see it. I think the issue is that me being a random stranger, random nobody. I, I don't think it's fair that I have an I have a direct access to let's say comment or let's say get the attention of Marcus Rashford or Axel Tozzi or whoever the player yeah, is. Yeah, but didn't you go I to another? They can go to another social media platform. There's more than one out there. That's my point. Is they should yeah, yeah, themselves no, no, on things point, like Twitter or point. Instagram. That is my point. Whichever the social media platform it is, I don't think it's completely correct that me, I, I, can, I can open an account I'm sorry, but like, you're by saying that, you're supporting the racist because you're saying, I want to stay on this account when they Twitter and that aren't <laughs> acting, rather than saying, no, I don't like the fact that Twitter aren't acting to stop these racists. We should all stop using it. Just because you want access to players. I'm sorry, I, I, I find that... Uh, I don't agree with your attitude no, no, at all on that. That's I, what you no. seem to be suggesting. It's not unfair no, to what you I'm because you could go no, somewhere no, no. else and get the same access. That's what we're saying. They no, what I'm saying is social, social media... media no, no, what I'm saying is all social media... They should make sure that a random nobody without any information... That guy shouldn't be able to directly communicate with these guys. Well, then how do they? Com- you know how do- they should be able to. They're, they're not. Why are they? They're not superheroes. Why shouldn't they be allowed? To, you know, why shouldn't all, why shouldn't the rest of us be able to talk to them? Are they too good to talk no, to the likes of be, us? No. No, there should be some 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 sort of a filter method. Well, let's say if if let's say if it is possible for you to be cracked with your mm, with the details you provided then okay in in the scenario that you say something abusive then you can be reprimanded then you should be allowed full access otherwise most of these uh, racist comments these abusive acts they're not done by the account where i let's say if i am an offender it wouldn't be from an account where it says my name where it says my where yeah, I give still my find out who it is. It's not that difficult. Yeah, but going back to the Mark, Mark Holsey thing, uh, interview that I listened to, he, after the abuse him and his wife and his daughter got, he got in touch with the police. 
The police got in touch with the social media company who refused to give the police the detail of the person who gave that abuse out. So they've got they've got to be held account accountable if they're putting that thing on on a net. And I thought it was terrible that the police couldn't even get access to who was doing this abuse. It was you know? often the problem when it was uh, phone, you know, uh, mobile phones. The police just wouldn't do it because they had to pay for it. They had to pay for the details, so they wouldn't bother getting the details off the mobile phone companies because they charged them, which I think is obscene. That if there's a crime yeah. being committed and they've got track, like when my mum and dad got burgled, they stole my mum's mobile phone. Now she worked for Orange, which is why their um, their voice recognition was the only one that understands my accent. The only one in the world that's ever understood my accent because my mum did the voice <laughs> thing for it. Did it set it, you know? Did the thing? But anyway, yeah, she worked for Orange, and when her when her house got burgled, they stole a load of pictures of like my daughter and that. So obviously her granddaughter and. But that she wanted back. And when she went, the police wouldn't, uh, even though they, she knew they could get the tracking number, because obviously she worked for the company that did it, they refused to go and get yeah. the details off, off, off Orange because they'd have to pay for it. And I was saying, yeah, but we don't, know if, we, don't, yeah, we don't know if it's the same bloke who's stolen it, that, you know, that's got your phone. And my mum was, uh, was like, yeah, but you know he's receiving stolen goods at the very least, which is a crime. Yeah. So, you know, you could go and get him for that. And then Opie gives up the people who've robbed it if he's not the one. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And it turned yeah. out the bloke who robbed their house turned out to be a bloke. What he'd been doing is he'd been robbing the local hospice, the, uh, you know, the hospices. He'd been going around the lockers of the dying patients and stealing all the stuff out of them. When they actually raided his house in the end, because she persuaded them only because she went to the uh, papers. And so they went and did, you know, when they actually raided his house, they found hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of stuff from, like, dying people that he'd been stealing. It is a scandal, isn't it? Absolutely scandalous. Yeah, and they're getting away with it because of that. But all, all Twitter and that, they know who it is. They can track them. There's no excuse yeah. for it. They own the service. They've got to go on to the service to, use it, to abuse it. These aren't like, you know, you're not talking about sophisticated hackers that are causing the problems here. You're talking about people like me and you that, like, most of we wouldn't have a clue how to hide our identity properly. No. Now, they've got to do more. That's all I'm saying. They've got to do more. And I know they promised to do things, but it's got to go further than that and start prosecuting people and throwing people in prison for doing it. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes at the end of the day. Yeah. But it could have been yeah. cut, you know, it could have been cut off years ago if they'd just actually acted from the beginning. But they don't yeah. want to hit their, they don't so. want to hit themselves in the pocket, do they? No. No. So should we move oh. on then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to move on to the games that have to be moved for COVID. Because it's a bizarre situation, this, isn't it? All the European games. Well, it is. And I remember you coming out, Tris, and saying months ago that you should think that European games should have been stopped, the European competition should have been suspended because of it. And it's just turned into a farce now, isn't it? Made no sense. You're in the middle of a pandemic where people are passing it along by travelling. Why yeah. would you, incre you know, why would you not, you know, you're getting lockdowns and stuff. I don't even know why they thought this would be a clever idea to do. 
It's just the money go around, isn't it, again? It's a... Uh... As Deep's left us? No, no. Oh, it's just quiet, no, it's... so we're not used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's very strange, isn't it, what, what's going on in the world? Why you... Now teams are going to have to travel again to a different country to play a game that's supposed to be your own game in Hungary and Man City's case. And um, where Liverpool got to play this? Yeah. But both teams have now got to travel to the you know to a game rather than one team. So you're increasing the actual chances of passing something on. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Also, isn't it if you have to move the game to different location, isn't it better to have it played just a single leg? Well, um, there's a lot of talk that they might move, but you know they might move both games to a neutral location or. Yeah, there is the chance, there is a possibility of just playing a single, you know, a single one-off tie. But that's not, fair on, that's not fair on those two, on the, the clubs involved in this, compared to the others that are getting two-legged ties to to have a chance to go through. Yeah, maybe they should, maybe they should just do what they did back end of last season. Yeah, play one-off games, yeah. One-off game, have yeah. uh, maybe month months at the back end yeah, they play your round of 16 quarterfinals everything they get yeah, done everyone with goes it. into a camp like and play at the end of the yeah, season yeah you create you create a new bubble just for the Champions yeah. League teams and yeah they... that would have been the best idea it's it's how international football should have been done as well this season end of the season after everything else is yeah. finished stick them all in a bubble the, the international players and only them so yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens when bright minds like us are ranting on a. We should be ranting on a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be at the head of We soon sort out the game. I'm telling you. Give you and ten minutes. Controversy with VAR. Get rid of that Infantino. <laughs> Put me in charge. We'll soon fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just seems a strange thing, though, isn't it? Playing on the, playing away in this climate now, it's just wrong. Yeah, travelling around Europe, like when there's a, you know, when there's a pandemic that's being passed along by people travelling, just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's really bizarre, <laughs> and it's not even like they couldn't have foreseen the problems coming when they started before the season started, is it? It's not like, the, and they had a blueprint there, like Deep says. Yeah, you know, you've got a blueprint there of the one-off games at the end of the season last season. I just don't understand what they were thinking. I just had a text here that. Everton got Man City in the next round. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> but oh, if they are, we're going to have... Let's hope it's as good as I... the Spurs game, if so. And this time I stay awake to watch it as well. <laughs> the, only thing, I don't know you know, the only thing I saw in that game was, like, I woke up at one point and Tom Davis played this beautiful ball out to the left wing, split the defence apart, and I thought... Wow, what about... <laughs> Literally, that's all I... <laughs> I was so tired. 
And that's, so my takeaway from that is Tom Davis must have been man of the match because he's the only thing I saw was one pass by him. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually man of the match. I thought he was man of the match. See, so I didn't get it to be in the end, but I, I think for me it would be Tom Davis. Yeah, that was as that was the only thing I saw. It's got to be Tom Davis. <laughs> so should we move on to? Are we going to talk about the salary cap? being blocked in League yeah. 1 and League 2. Yeah, yeah, it's important that, yeah. Deeps, you got anything to add on that one? Before we st- oh, I have nothing Deeps. to say. I have nothing to say. Well, you, do you think a salary cap long-term is a, a good thing, like? Would you be in favour of it? For the top end, I mean. Yeah, I think... I think, that, like... I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think they have a similar thing in Spain as well. You should yeah. have a certain percentage of what you bring in. Yes. If you bring in, let's say, a billion, then you can spend 700 million or 800 million or however much. Yeah. If you bring in 100 million, then it should only be, let's say, 70, 80, however percent. I think that, I think that is a sensible way to go. And if if this current situation doesn't open up people's minds to the possibilities when things go too far high with all these the money flying around, then sooner or later the whole system is going to collapse miserably. Yeah, I agree. With you. I think they have to do it. like um, they're going to have to do something like the US sports do. You know. Yeah, maybe you can bring in even let's say one or two players as an exemption to the rule. Hmm. Well, they have <laughs> like uh, max deals, and it's it's not like uh, however many you're not paying um, x amount now, are you? In you, you know US sports like basketball and that, they have a cap where that's how much your club can spend. Anything you spend over that, you have to, you know, on salary, I mean. But it's overall salary across your entire team, like, rather than just how much you can pay a player. So some players get paid lots more, some players get paid the minimum, like. But you, um, if you spend over that, you have a luxury tax to pay. So you have to pay. So you can still pay more if you've got if you're a richer club, but you're just having to and you and that luxury tax, as as far as I'm aware, goes towards funding those teams that have less. You know, get split between the rest of the teams that aren't paying it. I think it goes to the whole system, whole grassroots of the game. I think I think there's a similar thing in MLS as well. Like you can, you have a certain salary cap for the whole team, and then you can have one or two designated players. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, there's got there's got to be something that that can be done, surely, because it's it's not uh, long term. It's just not going to last the game if we carry on allowing teams to spend what they like. Just can't. Well, you only got to look at what happens. Is it League One and Two or, yeah. or Championship and League no, One? No, League One and League the Two. They were going to have a one, one and a half million cap in League Two for their entire salary budget, and League One had two and a half million was the plan. But they've cancelled it now because of the PFA stepped in and said we can't have that because our players won't be able to earn billions of pounds. It's League One and Two. They weren't going to be able to earn. You know, it wasn't. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're saying it's not legal or enforceable. Well, no, it's not. It doesn't have to be if the players agree. You know, like the, like in America, they sign a CBA, you know, a collective bargaining agreement between the players yeah. and, they, and the league. That's what needs to come in everywhere. Needs to, because otherwise they're just going to go bankrupt. Huge amounts of money. Yeah, what? I think what they are saying by disagreeing with the proposal is we want to buy our way to a promotion. But if you fail, though. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the teams that disagreed with it. It was the PFA. They blocked it. The players, the, you know, the players' union. Yeah, they're idiots. Ah, oh, they only care about making more money for their players don't they they don't care about what's best for the game and that's the sad thing it's all about money with them they don't even, care, even care about what what's best for the players actually i agree because there, there'll be yeah. less jobs if, t- if clubs start going under there'll be less teams able to pay so there'll be less jobs exactly. there. so there'll be less players in their union paying subscriptions yeah it really makes no sense I understand them not wanting like a maximum wage like used to be in. I can, I'm fully behind that. There shouldn't be a maximum wage. There should be a minimum wage, but not a maximum. But you have to have an overall cap on a team. You have to. Yeah. But how will that affect this, uh, the contracts of, if you try to bring it into the top two tiers, how would that affect the contracts that people have already got? Five, six year contracts where. The money is set on the higher paid players. I would assume that what they'd have to do is use them as exempt until they run out. But any new contract they sign would have to come under the agreement. That's the only way I can see of it working. Yeah, yeah, because people have just signed big contracts, haven't they? They'd they be legally binding, wouldn't they, for at least the five years that it runs or whatever. But but to be fair, they had they wasn't they weren't planning on bringing it in like you know we're making this decision and putting it in. They were planning on putting it in in a year or two ahead. So any team that's signing a contract has no would know that there's a possibility of a cap coming in when they're going yeah. the new one. So you know it's not like they didn't they wouldn't have a chance to sort things out. But yeah, you'd have to just make them exempt until the end until the until they run out. Yeah. yeah. Or they sign a new yeah. Deal. Even, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if a player signed a five-year deal at the start of this season, after five years, you can you can see whether the player is now after the five-year period when he signs a new contract, whatever, whether he complies with the new rule or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The next one, they just have to comply with it then. By the way, Deeps, Man, uh, Man United got Leicester. Leicester, yeah. And, uh, and we got Man City at all. Oh, that's too good. That sounds like two good games, actually. Yeah, yeah. Our game. You think, you think our game is going to be good? Yeah. Which? No, actually, when you think about it. Cause neither pl- I don't know, Leicester aren't too bad to watch at times, but yeah. They're not, they're not a great watch either. They're not a great watch, but they're not a bad watch. But it depends on who they're playing, doesn't it? If the other yeah, team, they're a bit of a destroyer. If they, what they're good at is if they're playing against a team like, say, Man City or Liverpool, that will go at them 
because then they can they'll be constantly hitting on the break. But if they're playing against a team like Man United, who also want to hit on the break, it could tend to be the most. It could be just two teams sat back passing to each other. No, you have it. You attack us. Come on. Couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I hadn't really thought that through when I was saying it sounded good. Good point, Deeps. No, you're right. It sounds good, but it isn't good. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, I mean, you're right. When you think about it, it, it's just not good. On paper, it's good, but yeah. God, I hate to say. Who Liverpool got, by the way? Can ever hear that? Who Liverpool got deeps? No, I can't find them. Fuck off! We didn't want the FA Cup. It's rubbish anyway. It's dead. We, uh, nobody cares about the FA Cup. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. We need to get different editors on this freaking podcast for new <laughs> It's time for a change. And anyone who says anything, <laughs> anyone who says anything bad about Liverpool, just ban them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a jumpy. That's the way it's jumpy. Okay, the way it's, the way it's nobody, going to be a bad of myself. God. Yeah, even even your own supporters are yeah. dissatisfied and saying bad word about everyone. Oh, they're <laughs> moaning minis at the moment. They're so spoiled. I mean, they don't even take it. It's when they say, oh, you can't keep blaming it. You know, you can't keep saying the bad results are down to not having any defenders in the team. Well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> you know, that is still affecting it. Yeah. yeah, my point is, my point is, I've seen, I've seen same uh, people saying last year, City lost Laporte, so Liverpool's achievement isn't as big. And now, yeah, we're again going back to the same point, but still, be consistent, be consistent with your opinion. No, they, they never are deeps. They just want to moan. That's what it is. They just want to find excuses to moan. Yeah. It's any excuse. They can never just be satisfied with what's happening and just be grateful for what they get. It's They want more. Always more. And I can also give you another perspective if you don't believe in injury. Then City had two outstanding years. Third year, they tailed off. Liverpool had two outstanding years. This is the third year. Maybe three years on, on the bounce is a bit hard for even the greatest of managers and brilliant of players. Maybe that is also another outlook. But it's now funny. everybody is like, it's the whole world is burning down. The whole yeah. world is burning, burning down. It's very rare teams win consistently unless they've literally got no competition. Like when Lyon were winning it always in France and now PSG. And Juventus and Italy. Yeah. Yeah, and the minute they have a challenger... They tend to, you know, they tends to always be a year or two when the other team comes in, takes it, wins a couple of championships, and then drops off again, and it goes back to the whoever's the the richest team in the league. That's just what happens. It's the way it is. Yeah. Even even under the great star Alex Ferguson, we are we never had five, six, seven years of dominance. Even with the money, with the greater academy, greater players, whatever you want to say, it's not it's not easy to con- con- 
consistently just keep on winning, winning, winning. Sometimes maybe it's luck. Sometimes it's just poor planning, whatever. But come on, accept it and move on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, personally, I'm just happy that we're still in the top four at the way we've, you know, with with the loss of those three. I expected us to be struggling in mid-table this season. I really did. Yeah, like like I said, like I say with Billy, isn't it quite sad indictment that even when if you go to the Liverpool place, you think the whole world is collapsing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're 20th in the league and they're they're even below Sheffield United, whatever, and still they win two games and they're gonna be second in the league. Exactly, we're not, doing it. we're not far off when you consider what the state, you know, what's happened. It just, just be happy with it. Just be, just, it should just be one of those seasons anyway. Before the season started, I was saying this as well. Yeah, one of those yeah, seasons. It's going to be a mess, and whatever happens, you're just going to have to accept it because it, it could be anyone that win it. This could be in another Leicester year. You know what I mean? Anyone could have won this year. Always yeah, yeah. just a bit of luck that could, you know, one team was going to have bad luck like we've had, and that was it. You, you're out of the running. That's it's that simple. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite exciting myself to be honest that it's a bit of a, you know, that like, you know, that you get. Yeah, yeah. there's been some some good play, uh, good teams performances, haven't they? To like some Aston Villa when they beat Liverpool. I'm not sure to put that out, by the way. All right, but... Bill, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you find oh, some of Aston Villa also beat Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I think that really yeah. counts because they're probably, you know, they're... <laughs> uh, you'd expect Villa to beat Arsenal, to be fair. Which reminds me, we should wish well we're on the subject of Arsenal. What the hell was Arteta doing with Saliba? Or Saliba, sorry. Yeah, yeah. First, that was a surprise. First, first month at Nice, he, he wouldn't play him at all. According to Saliba, he said he had one look at him in in a match and that you know in a friendly when he'd not been able to train for ages because of the COVID and that. He'd not been able to train. Yeah, he had one look at him in his first. Tra- he's only had like a few minutes training, so to speak, and he's decided, nah, I don't fancy him. And that's it. He never got another yeah. look in. And then farms him out on loan in, in January. And the first thing he does is win player in a month. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't yeah. understand. Looked, I mean, he was better than... He looked a special player. Yeah, he was better he than Fofana last season. Player. And we've seen yeah, how good I, he is. Yeah, he was really good last season. And even now, he doesn't play for a year. Almost a year. We have to remember that Ligon got cancelled. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. It wasn't like he was playing regularly up until the thing. He, he was miles off fitness. So I, I just don't understand what Arteta was thinking. He just he obviously wouldn't give him a chance. And yet, he'd play Mustafi or Luiz. And you're thinking, come on. Well, he's not represented by Kia. Yeah, that's true, but that's Edu's doing, that is, isn't it? So, that must be the problem. It just seems odd because sometimes you think when you're a manager, your job is to, to, you know, you want, you should want them to change your mind. Yeah. Oh, the wife's there, the boss is in, quick, deep, shh, 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 
say nothing. The wife said, <laughs> "Don't want to get into trouble." <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate, that was me that was uh, I know the wife was in me. Yeah, so uh, the boss <laughs> did tell you you're in trouble. You vote you know, someone later in the house. Past your bedtime. <laughs> get your cocoa, get to bed, Billy. Come on, past your bedtime. You are just in to check whether here that's kind because the Jew with City. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying, take your suit back. Yeah, you know, yeah, your cup final suit. You won't need <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, bless. She probably didn't even know, no. did she? I bet. No, absolutely not. What number clue? She just came in to see if Coronation Street had started yet or something. <laughs> She's taken it from me. Sorry. I see. Do you watch, did you watch it out of choice then? Because I thought you just watched it because she forced you to. Because she said. She... No, I love it. Carrie and Emma, they're great. You've got, oh you've got to watch God. them. Oh, bless. It's you. real life. It's a matter of real life. I'm sure it isn't. Not in the real world. <laughs> Oh, God, bless you. It's better than after football at the moment. To get yeah, joy. that's probably true, to be fair. It's really not saying much, though, is it? No, no, it's a it's very strange sound we're learning, isn't it? Mm. It reminds me, while we're on the we're talking about French football, we might as well talk about uh, one of your ex-managers. I know he's not actually in French football, but his spat with Rudy Garcia, the Lyon manager. I think you know what he's talking about, don't you? Big Ronnie, yeah. Yeah, your favourite manager, weren't he? Because he did so much for in the community, didn't he, old Ronnie Koeman? He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he ever yeah, actually he do anything great. for them? Cause I really... Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of your rare workers, like for the, the in the community, who works for I can't remember which the housing thing that you've got going, was saying that he yeah. refused point blank to do anything. Not just that he, you know, that he didn't bother. It was that he actually no, he outright that he wouldn't do them, rather than he just oh I'm a bit busy, I, you know, made excuses. He just said outright, now fuck off, basically, when he signed his contract, yeah. he had it written in and he didn't have to. He's he done nothing for Everton in the community. He's big, a big thing for Everton, you know. But, uh, they do fantastic work. And he had nothing to do with anything. I don't know whether he actually stopped players getting involved because they used to, the young lads used to have to camp out uh, on the pitch. Yes, yeah, for that's right. Yeah. For the homeless, you know, to, yeah. in sympathy with the homeless of having to sleep out in the cold and all. And he, he had nothing to do with any of that. And go, the players used to go around the hospitals. Well, they still do actually. Well, they do now. But they were going around all the uh, all the hospitals, visiting the elderly, and and only young players, the under twenty threes, they have to, as part of their contract, mm. do do work for the community, going to drug rehabilitation centres. Uh, Old people's yeah, own. To be fair, having seen your record with youth players like uh, 
what's his name, Baxter and George Green and that, probably they're probably in the rehab centres for rehab. They've all had a string of them, haven't you? Yeah, we have had a few, yeah. What's going on there? Like, Billy Kenny, yeah. what a fantastic player he would have been, but you blow it, don't you? I know, idiot. So, so anyway, the Rudy Garcia <laughs> spat. Anyway, we haven't actually talked about that because oh, yeah. Cumin spent this. You know, has been oh. the last few weeks having a go at wanting to sign, um, uh, having a go at PSG for wanting to sign. Um, oh, who was Messi. it? After? Messi. That's it. Oh. In the summer on a free. Yeah. Be moaning about them. Keep talking about yeah. him. And obviously then Garcia's turned around and said, hang on, you spent all last summer telling everyone all in sundry how you wanted to sign um, Depay from us. Talk about the pocket. I think he called him a hypocritical bastard. No, that was me. Sorry, no. What was it he called? He said a few things. like He kept pointing it out repeatedly. I mean, this is in a number of interviews he's said about it now. Yeah, yeah. That's true, and he's not very well liked. <laughs> no, he's a bit of an arsehole, though, isn't he? Arrogant. Yeah, he is, yeah. He acts exactly arrogance. Yeah, he's it's, it's not that arrogance of, uh, you know, someone who's great who just knows they're great. He's got that arrogance of he thinks he's the greatest thing in, in the world, doesn't he? Yeah, he's uh, a lot of people didn't like him at Everton Football Club, that's for sure. No, a lot of people didn't like him at Southampton as well, you know. Don't, didn't know, no, because I, I remember telling you that when we were when you were interested in signing, I said I could see it all ending in tears because he's a bit of an arrogant. I, I think I used, I think I used a word I shouldn't use on here though. <laughs> but let's put it this way: he's, he was named uh, as something similar to what we call the podcast. See you next day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. How, what I was told he was when I asked someone at Southampton about him. That's what they. That was the only word they said. Yeah, <laughs> see you next Thursday. Yeah, they were quite glad to get rid of him by all accounts, which is surprising because they were doing really well no at the time as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, uh, you can do people without that in football, can't you? Yeah, but they had really good players when he was there. True, true. But yeah, man, he still has to get them organised and play them well. I mean, he seems to be starting yeah. to make inroads at Barca as well, unfortunately. And as much as I'd love to yeah, see him losing. fail miserably. Yeah, but he lost last night as well. Barcelona lost. Did he? Oh, good. I mean, oh yeah. no. What a shame. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't mind seeing them struggle, Barca. Cause it, but they'll, you know, they can't exactly buy their way out of trouble now, so it'd be nice to see what they have to do. Uh, they're going to save more, half a billion by just getting rid of Messi. They're going to be rich very soon. More than half a billion? It's 800-odd thousand a week. Yeah, more than half a billion. Because even, wasn't his contract worth something like £492 million? Pound? That's, do you know what that is? That's how much we should charge you for being on here. <laughs> that's, that's, how much, that's, that's how much. Is it that's how much? 
Which is contractly two hundred and twenty-five million euros. Yeah, uh, yeah. is the new contract is just a that's obscene amount of money, isn't it? I know you've got player that, but. 228, 25 million or something like that it is for the next five or six years, whatever it is time. Uh-huh. That's an amazing amount of money. I know, it's nearly as much as you earn, isn't it, Bill? No, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine being paid that, eh? I, I tell you what. You'd even, if you got paid that much this Valentine's Day, you'd even give your missus 24 roses instead of instead of just letting her have one out of the tin, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, what do you want to do with that sort of money? It'd be amazing to have one. The thing is, he's not exactly, it's not like he's he's putting huge amounts into uh, charity or anything. He does. I don't know what he does with it. It's quite an odd one, him. Does seem strange. Oh, messy? Yeah. Maybe he does charity, but we don't, we're not aware of it. Maybe. He does, does a bit of charity, yeah, but it doesn't seem... It's not like I'm talking about, like, he doesn't give, like, different amounts that some others do on the slide. You know, even on the quiet. There's quite a few that do it on the quiet, like Ozil. Never, you know, nobody ever seemed to take notice of the fact that he was paying over yeah, his yeah. wages to charity and that. Messi doesn't seem, from what I can find out, doesn't seem to be given anything more than just a token amount, you know, when something shows up. Uh, oh, is the boss back? I like, I like what Matter brought out when he, when he brought out that uh, give 1% of your wages. He asked all, all the footballs to do it. Not sure how many took and what. Yeah. Klopp's involved in that. Oh, was it, yeah? Yeah, Klopp's in that and a load of others. um, Nagelsmann does it. Quite a few do it. I think think Robertson is... I think yeah, Andy, Robinson, Andy... yeah. There's quite a few involved in that. But it doesn't sa- it sounds like a lot until you realise that Ozil was giving over fifty percent of his salary away to charity every year. Yeah. <laughs> it suddenly starts putting it into perspective. One percent is peanuts and they should all be forced to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly what I peanuts and even then there are more than ninety percent of footballers who are not even trying to commit themselves to 1%, let alone 50%. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it, if they're a Muslim, they should anyway, automatically, because it's, you know, it's one of the, uh, I don't know if the word scriptures, but you, you know, you have to, okay. like, you know, you have to help those less fortunate as part of it, you know, especially, I mean, you only have to look at heat out here. You see the, you know, the um, donation boxes by the, t- you know, you get them by the tin, tills, tills even. Yeah. You know, when, they, when you go to a supermarket, you get like a donation tin by the, well, when it's, when it's, um, not Ramadan, yeah, Ram, you know, um, yeah, Ramadan. They have these, and you see the amount of money in them. I think, geez, that's more than I've eaten in my lifetime in one of them. Just like, <laughs> huge sums into them, and you think the amount they throw into them is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should set one up for ourselves. Hmm? We should set one up for ourselves. 
Well, you'd be the one with the money into it, because I freaking got easy put in it. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we should put one up for ourselves. Oh, yeah. To get one for what do you mean by <laughs> You're rich, aren't you? You're going to be a doctor, aren't you? You're going to be earning more than we'll... More than either of us soon. No, no. Aren't you going to be, a, you going to be like a Doctor Strange? Well, you're certainly bloody strange. Isn't that what you're doing, Doctor Ed? No. Oh, what are you doing then? Who was I talking to that was going to be, that was studying to be a doctor then, if it wasn't you? Well, it certainly wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, Bill. What are you studying then, Deeps? Oh, right. Oh, God, you're the same as us too. We've both done uh, agriculture. Uh, oh, well, no, not agriculture. No, you're, I was wrong. I misread that as horticulture. <laughs> so, so no, yeah, okay. Charlie Boy's done similar. So he makes a fortune out of this, Prince Charles. So. Yeah. But he's a prince. It's just making excuses. You'd still be rich, mate. You just have to do it right. So, what we were doing was the, the last one. Now we're on to so about Coutinho, and you know this one, deep. This one's for you, mate. I'll let you tell this one. Go on, deep. One of the Barca affiliated media publication, whatever. They ran a poll amongst the Barca faithfuls uh, among the three players who were brought in for excess of 100 million. Who would you want to sell the most? Coutinho, Dembele, or Griezmann? And Coutinho is so popular with the Barcelona fans that he got an overwhelming majority of posts that said they wanted rid of him from the club right here, right now, as soon as possible. I think it was something like 82%. 82.4, that, so yeah. that is the message even Trump can't bargain with. <laughs> yeah, even Trump wouldn't claim that that's a miscount, would he? Well, maybe. That's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and he has to set your hours with the right there, doesn't he? But then Belly's constantly injured. And Griezmann's just not played well until recently, so it's a bit of a surprise that you know that it was so overwhelmingly in favour of him. Maybe it's because he he contributed to their eight-two loss. Mm, maybe, yeah, actually. I was thinking it might just be like the poll if we put up which of us three do you want to get rid of. It'd be it the would be if we you... did that. <laughs> no, nobody had vote. Nobody had vote for me on there because I because I could control it. Remember, I'm at the other end of it. <laughs> so every vote for me would count as a well, as double for you. Don't worry. Yeah, twelve past nine o'clock. Twelve past I don't think he ever done enough on the pitch for the Coutinho. No. He had great, great little moments in games and, you know, a bit of a showboater. Yeah. But he never done it on a regular basis, did he? 
very much so. That's exactly what my problem is with uh, with Foden against us. It was similar sort of thing where he looks good rather than he is good. If you see what I mean. Yeah, he just wastes a lot of chances by just taking on a shot instead of trying yeah. to see what's around him. Yeah, it's lovely when it comes off, but it doesn't come off all that often, does it? Yeah, you can have five great goals in the season, but other 33 games you're going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the point, dude. It used to really frustrate me with him, watching him. Oh, he just knew what he was going to do. Shifted onto his right foot and have a dig. Have he got anywhere within yeah. 30 yards of the goal? He was anonymous in a lot of games, wasn't he? And uh, yeah. I told the pool, I got a great deal for him, like a great deal of money for him. Well, we should have got a great deal of money, but they sold the bloody de- um, debt on, didn't they? Yeah, I believe so. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, sold the debt on. So, we don't, you know, they keep saying in newspapers and that Barcelona still owe the debt to Liverpool, you know, X amount to Liverpool. I think it's 48 million still to Liverpool. They don't. They don't owe anything to Liverpool. They owe it to, a, to somebody who ever is, you know, a debt collector or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was strange. Transfers are weird, aren't they? Hmm? Transfers are weird how money is paid around. From one to another and everything. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it should be allowed to sell these debts on in football. You know, they do it a lot. Teams do it a lot. And I don't think it should be. I'm personally not keen on it. I know people want to get the money in quick. But I think you should just, you know, for, um, cope with what you've got. You know, if that's the deal you've agreed to, that's the deal you have to abide by. Yeah, and if you... Yeah, and if you're so unhappy with how you don't like money being paid in installment and everything, then just agree to a release clause, and then that, I think, essentially solves the issue. You pay the amount in full, you get the player, you don't, the clause doesn't exist for you then. Hmm. Isn't it how the clauses yeah. work? Yeah, it's just it just seems a bit dodgy when you start getting other, co- you know, when you're getting third parties involved. It's a bit like when uh, Abid popped into this uh, this podcast. You know, it's a bit dodgy when he's around, isn't it? You know, it's that extra man involved. It's just too much, really. Yeah. So, anyway, any ladies listening, if they want to take uh, Deeps on a date on Valentine's Day, he's available. And any other yeah. day, for that matter. <laughs> Billy's not available. Sorry? <laughs> Billy's not available. Billy's not available. His missus threads that with no hesitation. She says he's not available because she needs someone to cook and clean after her. And do the decorating. Yeah, exactly. She needs a decorator. Yeah. Oh. So unless someone can replace him as a decorator, he's stuck there. Yeah. It's but I'd gladly move inside and get a decorator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you retired, that's why you went back to work, weren't you? You were retired a few months back. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was back at work again after a couple of weeks because you wouldn't stop giving him decorators. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Because I found him in the decorator, I'd cover him up in case he got cold. <laughs> uh, he said he couldn't afford to be retired because it cost him too much in paint and brushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate decorating. I hate decorating. I really do. Uh, you, you might want to tell her that. <laughs> I'm sure she knows now. Yeah. <laughs> I keep making excuses. I'm sure she's she didn't begin with. <laughs> Deeps, can you do decorating? No. Uh, oh well, unlucky Bill. You You're not good to me then, Deeps. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> That's you out of this. You're last in this blind date then. Obviously, the the ladies listening will be picking between me and Billy then. So. Yeah. Good man. It's not much of a choice, like, but. Is it all now? Yeah. It's rocking the house. It's not hard anymore, mate. Not at Billy's age. (laughs) 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 It's definitely not. That's that's the problem. (laughs) Not for the last 20 years. <laughs> He's now at the point where even going to the toilet becomes a, a he has to do three times in a row to make sure he gets it all. <laughs> oh. I just find it really unnerving that you know so much about it. Well, you know, I have to listen to him telling me all these things on the editor's widget, mate. You're lucky. You don't know what we go through on there. You don't know the things they share on there. It's probably best we will. <laughs> Just, you just don't want to know about some of the other editors. Let's put it that way. <sighs> oh, some of the things you get you dear on there, mate. You, they, they make your hair curl. Even if you don't eat your crusts. <laughs> and I bet he, I bet he's got no idea what I mean by not eating his crusts, making his hair. <laughs> I've just realised. Oh God, I bet you don't have that saying at all, do you, deeps? Nope. No. Oh, God. <laughs> so, what, so what puts hairs on your chest if you don't eat your crust in, in Nepal? No idea. Oh. <laughs> we had to, that's the only reason we used to eat our crust, isn't it, Bill? Get hairs on our chest when we were kids. Make it air killing, yeah? Yeah. Make it air killing. It's very clever stuff, the crust on bread, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, I think, yeah, I think we should call it there because Billy needs to get his tea and toast and cocoa. Or whatever. I've got to have my tea and toast, you know that, Chris. You know yeah. that. It's gone eight o'clock. It's nearly <laughs> Listen, boys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great catching it's up. It's 20 to you. 9, actually. Yeah, yeah thanks, boys. Uh, I will catch you on the site or at the next podcast. Right, take care, Billy. See you next Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Ta-da, ta-da, Deeps. Ta-da, ta-da. Don't stop waving, Deeps. You have to say goodbye. Yeah, I said goodbye. <laughs>